This program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Let's do it. It's go time. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. You know, if I'm saying something to you, I don't say to you, I'm going to say something to you, and then say it, I just say it. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here are Jeff and Pat. I like to think of it as Pat and Jeff, but we are here on the tailgate on a beautiful rainy Wednesday. I got a little wet coming in. Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley coming uh, at you here on 97X. <laughs> Remember 97X? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was fun. Duels and Dozo. Yeah. There wasn't 97X, though. Oh, so that was 105, 104, the game. 105 the game. So that was, see, they put me first then, duels and dozo. Yeah. When dozo and duels. So I think we need to go back to that. That's fine. I don't care. <laughs> All right. So uh, I did want to talk about what happened last night, which you're not aware of, okay? I'm aware. Of what? I saw the social media posts. You think oh. I'm an invalid and I don't look at anything? <laughs> it was so cool. That's good. It was one of the funnest things I've ever done. It was, I, I think it was the best ever quarterback club meeting. And for those of you who don't know, haven't looked at social media, it was me, Urban Meyer, and Brandon Spikes doing a uh, basically a uh, panel discussion at the quarterback club. And I, I'm not going to give you details on what happened because – Whatever happens in the quarterback club stays in the quarterback club. But there were some great stories. I mean, it wasn't anything. But it was so much fun to talk to them, and I got the best compliment I've ever gotten from a player. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Brandon That's Spike cool. said, I didn't know you were so funny. I'm like, okay. Now I'm going to retire on that note. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. I had some good jokes. Although I did the, – the funny thing was they were talking about the 2008 – Arkansas game, which is the game after Ole Miss, after the promise. Mm-hmm. You were there. I was there. They didn't play that well. Right. And and, uh, and then it, late in the game, Percy catches a touchdown on, on a slant. It was a good throw from Tebow, and Tebow's not excited. And so they're talking about it. Anyway, they're talking about that game. And I, go, I finally said, hey, by the way, either one of you guys know who the quarterback was for Arkansas in that game? And they were like, oh, oh, that skinny guy, Ryan Mallett. No, that's, yeah, Ryan Mallett. And I go, no, Casey Dick, man. Casey Dick, who quarterbacked against you in the SEC championship game and that game. And nobody remembers remember that guy. Name, yeah. <laughs> but nobody remembers him. Does that, you think Arkansas fans don't go, oh, I remember the days of Casey Dick. <laughs> Those were great. He was pretty average. But he got him to the Yeah, obviously SEC got him to the championship. Game. But anyway, it was a really fun night and a great crowd, and they were into it, and it, it was just fun. It was really a blast and always great for that. On Thursday, I go speak to the Fighting Gator Touchdown Club, and I maybe I'll tell them a couple of the stories that uh, Urban told because a couple of them were pretty good. I did ask him about the uh, Lou Holtz-Ryan Day flag. Oh, yeah? He said he never would have done that, but what Holtz did, but he also loves him, so. Correct. And he knows Ryan Day very well. He, very well. So 
Yeah. It's kind of I, t- I told him, I said, like your two favorite coaches are fighting. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Whose side are you on? Yeah. So anyway, uh, we got that going on, but uh, mostly we are going to talk about Florida, Kentucky. It is a Wednesday. We're, we're done with Florida and Charlotte, although I think we were done with it five minutes after the game ended. Um, and uh, we'll see what happens uh, going forward with Florida and, and Kentucky. It should be interesting, to say the least. Yeah, I, I Kentucky think... is a team full of seniors, and that's that's scary. Yeah, but also, and it's it's how you judge them, what you look at, all these different things. But I, I and and I'm anxious to hear what other people, because me as a person that prepares for doing a show, then you got to talk for two and a half hours. You obviously are looking up different things, and you try to find stuff out, and where storylines are, and whatever. But the one thing that I look at is Kentucky, when, and we mentioned this the other day, has played crap so far. They've got the, the worst schedule, easiest schedule, I guess would be the way to say it, in the entire SEC out of everybody that they've played. So they haven't played anybody. Which and then is they amazing because it's even easier week. than Georgia's. And Correct. Again, again, Georgia doesn't have to play Georgia. but Right. But also... Saying all that, the stats aren't overwhelming, and this quarterback they bring in that's supposed to be a savior and Kevin all Larry. good and all this other stuff, dude's thrown five picks against some really crappy teams. So five picks, nine touchdowns, over a thousand yards, though. Yeah, and of course, look who you're playing. I know, I I totally agree, and I so think- I think that's the thing I look at. Okay, yeah, Kentucky's four and zero. They putting up numbers, but still not great numbers, yet they've got a guy that's throwing all these interceptions and they're not overwhelming. No, and the funny thing is when you look at their stats in the SEC, just the SEC, not mm-hmm. nationally, they're 8th, ninth, 10th, 11th. Middle or worse. Yeah, they're worse. I don't think they're in the top uh, seven in any category, but they've, they've found ways to win games, and a lot of it is, you know, of course, uh, the kid, uh, Hairston, had the two pick sixes last mm-hmm. week against Vandy. But you look at the stats and you look at the numbers and you look at what they've been able to do and who they've played, their opponents are 6-12 and 12 right now. Uh, and that's that's giving Vanderbilt two of the wins. So uh, it's not impressive. They, they have not played him. And I think that if I was Florida, and I, again, I'm not the coach and I'm not going to tell the coach what to do, but I would really want to get up to a good start and just say, hey, this is a real SEC game now. This is a, this is a game. It's, you, you, maybe you guys didn't wake up in time. Let's go and, and jump on you. Uh, Florida, of course, has not been good in the second halves all year, mm-hmm. and they're going to have to get better at that. I'm sure they're studying that and how to, how to get better. But I would try to jump on them as soon as I could. I would, I would be very aggressive offensively. Which is what they have been. Yeah. I mean, I think they do a good job of coming out of the locker room. I still don't know why they don't do a good job of coming out of the locker room again in that second half. Everybody's got about, it's very weird. Ten coaches on payroll. Everybody's got eighty five scholarships. Yeah, so they figure they out some make tendencies. But I, I'm still a little bit disappointed with how Florida's played in the second but half. But I also think you have to love the way they come out with the tempo and I guess that first drive was great against Charlotte and 
Even the first drive was great against Tennessee. They just didn't get points. But then every other drive after that, the rest of the half was really good. So I think – and I I have talked to a few people this week. Well, I wish Billy Napier would get more upset why they didn't destroy Charlotte by even more points and they could have played all these other guys and all – well, no, guess what? Like, Napier's right. He doesn't need to get upset about it. He needs to see what went wrong – and try to fix it. And I think that's the type of person Billy Napier is. And hopefully he'll go back and look at what happened. Um, you know, I, I get the great opportunity of being down there with him after the, the game right away. And there was a Charlotte coach that came by and said that knew Billy Napier and said, Hey coach, you know, we, we saw some things that what we figured out and this is what we did. And, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get with you on that. So you know, you've even got a guy on the other team that's willing to help out Florida and see what's going on. So I think that's what's cool. Like you have the ability to self-assess, see what's going on, where you're good, where you're bad, and and try to get better. And I, and I think this right. is a staff that'll certainly be able to do that. And we saw him get better after the second game to the third game, and then now you hopefully get better after the. What fourth game? Fourth, to the, fourth fifth, to the fifth. Yeah. So, but that's the thing. Um, they, um, this team. We're, we're, I, I still don't know what to think of this team total. You know, but again, I think this what's it's going to be all year. I think all year you're going to watch this team play a game and go, well, we won or well, we lost. But I still don't know what's going to happen in the next game because they're kind of uneven. We know that offensively, you never know if they're going to run a lot or throw a lot or, or do things, and if they're going to have be effective offensively. Uh, defensively, they've been really good, but now you're going to play. The, the schedule is only going to get harder. And uh, I, I, I will say this: I watch, I, and, and I'm just a glutton for this. Okay, I've been watching a lot of Ryder Cup preview coverage, which really is sad. That yeah, is sad. I know it is sad. But I've been watching a lot of it, and they were mentioning, and I'm going to talk about this with the uh, Fighting Gator Touchdown Club tomorrow. Um, they talk about how in 99, the President's Cup, Michael Jordan is the, you know, cap. He's, he's one of the cap. I mean, he's one of the assistants, captains, right? And he tells the team, and he's giving them a talk, and he says, there are two kinds of people in the world. People who love to win at home and people who love to win on the road. And they were playing on the road in, in Europe at the time. And it, it didn't go well, but it, I, I immediately went, oh, that's what Florida needs to be. Florida needs to be a team that loves to go on the road and win because this is what the rest of the schedule is, is road games. I mean, I know there's a, a home game next week, and then that's it until the last game. Well, Arkansas, you still have Arkansas, but you've got you got to go to um, Baton Rouge, you got to go to Kentucky, you got to go to Arkansas, you got to go. I mean, uh, to um, South Carolina. South Carolina, you got to go to Missouri. This is what this team's season is going to uh, be defined by. Not so much the home game and how great Tennessee was, and everybody was freaking out and loving it, and everybody is so happy. It's going to be how do you go play on the road? Doesn't mean you have to win them all. But can you go on the road and be a good team? Last year, it's where a lot of 
most of their losses came from. They only lost one at home. I know. So, so out of the four, this is the second hardest. Besides going to LSU, yeah, I think it's the second right? hardest. Yeah, I think. I think it's probably harder to win this game than the South Carolina well, game, judging but, by what's going on. Yeah, this year. but you also were just dissing Kentucky big time. Tell tell me how they didn't play anybody. So I don't know. If well, they haven't. Hard. I know, but South Carolina didn't play anybody, and the they played Georgia. Well, they got no. They were they held and in, a fourteen for, three for a lead at halftime. Yeah, for and they didn't score in the second half. They found that to be optional. Yes. So which not Florida, like they like Florida hadn't scored in the last. Two games in the second half of touchdown. Yeah, but but and then Missouri is the easiest. So I mean, that's well, I that's think, how I would rank how, them. How right? How is Missouri the easiest? Well, we're, okay, but out of the four, who are you going to make it the easiest then? That's what I'm I don't saying. Think there is an easy one. That's well, the point. You have to rank them. Uh, I have to. Yes, you love your rankings. Okay. So give me hardest to easiest. LSU, Kentucky, Missouri, South Carolina. No. I think Missouri's pretty good. I mean, they beat a good Kansas State team, of course, sixty-one yard field goal. With they only had ten men on the field. That's a thing. How many games were there? Have there been this year with ten men on the field? Well, and we can talk about maybe why that happens a little bit because I think there there's some reasons. Because it for happened it, to Florida so. twice already this year. Yeah. It happened to um, obviously to Notre Dame in the two biggest plays of the game. Um, or you could be uh, Texas A&M and have 12. Yeah. So, All right. Which way you want to go. Let's get a break. There are probably more people listening right now than they're actually at the Mets-Marlins game that we have on <laughs> TV. It is cr- – like there's there are probably 40,000 empty seats in that stadium. And there might be uh, 500 I, people there. I'm trying to decide whether those people in orange and blue are wearing Gator stuff or Mets stuff. Well, I would probably say Mets stuff. I would say that, but they look really Gatorish. Mm-hmm. Maybe so. so. Gator Nation is everywhere. It is. And if you want to be on this show, you can call up Jose today. 392-8255. Titan MRI hotline ready to go when we come back here on the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Isabella Masioli. Number four Gators volleyball goes head-to-head with the Texas A&M Aggies in the Exact Tech Arena tonight. Florida is coming off a two-win week, downing Auburn and Georgia to start league play undefeated. You can catch live coverage of the game here at 6.45 PM. The Portland Trailblazers are trading guard Damian Lillard to the Milwaukee Bucks. Portland, Milwaukee, and Phoenix have agreed to a three-team trade the trade includes the Bucks getting Damian Lillard, Phoenix Suns getting Yusuf Nurkic, and Portland Blazers getting DeAndre Ayton. The Tampa Bay Rays and Boston Red Sox will close out a two-game set at Fenway Park in Boston tonight. First pitch is scheduled for 6.10 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Isabella Masio. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gator Nation, how you doing? This is Jamil, owner of the Mealy Pop Shop, Gainesville's home for collectibles of all sorts, including every single type of sports card. Will it be Panini, Tops, Leaf, Upper Deck? We have it. Come on in, get yourself a box, a pack, get yourself some supplies, get into our breaks, get your Pokemon, get your Yu-Gi-Oh! All the other different kinds of TCG products that we carry in shop are always fully in stock. 
You can find our stuff on our website as well, mealypops.com. That's another way you can interact with the store, or you can just come into the shop. We're located off 39th Avenue by I-75 behind Walgreens and Sunny's. Stop on by. We're open every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And you can check us out on our social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, whatnot, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. We'd love to see you. Come on out to the shop. Have some fun. We're located off 39th Avenue by I-75 behind Walgreens and Sunny's. Be a part of the card community here in Gainesville. And always, go Gators! There's a ton of things I love doing. That's why I have so many fun jobs and why I try so hard to make it to the kids' concerts, recitals, and games. But with everything that's going on, it doesn't leave me much time to take care of the chores at home. And since I hate chores, especially cleaning, I let the experts handle that one for me. Each week, a fully trained team from Molly made dust, vacuum, wipes, cleans, whatever I need them to do in the house, leaving me more time to do the things I enjoy. Molly made is fully insured and is ready to do your dirty work for you as well. Call them up at 378-7755 or check them out online at mollymade.com. They're made for this. Here are your three grilled cheeseburgers. Enjoy your Sonic. So what came first, the grilled cheese or the burger? So you know the burger had to come first. You go back hundreds of years. Oh, cheese has been around hundreds of years, too. Uh, What do you get when you combine a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger? The new Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger. Made with 100% pure seasoned beef and Texas toast. Try one half price in the app. Wow, this is a good debate. Online only or in the Sonic app. Add-ons extra. Limit one. Not good with other offers. Limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. I was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm and I thought I was confident in that decision. As time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Melvin Law from a family friend who knows Carrie himself, and I gave him a call, and they completely changed everything for me. If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000. At Melvin Law, we won't back down. Emergencies are awful and normally happen at the worst time imaginable. No one likes it when something unexpected happens, and more often than not, you've got to spend a ton of effort and time trying to fix it. But I want to tell you about a company that I've seen firsthand fix things, and they were fantastic. ServPro of Gainesville, Alachua County provides 24-7 emergency water restoration and dryout fire restoration, mold remediation, reconstruction, and that's just to name a few of everything they do. No matter your needs, everything is done to industry standards in the most thorough way possible. So there's no way you should call anybody else around because they can handle any size loss, big or small. Independently owned and operated, the ServPro crew will be there for you. So let them seize the job and ensure your emergency will be handled the right way. ServPro is the only official cleanup and restoration company of the Florida Gators. Talking the talk and walking the walk. You are listening to Florida's preeminent sports radio station. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. All right, we are back. Let me ask you this question. By the way, uh, Pete Alonzo just went yard. Just for you, Jeff. 46 bombs. 
But he's hitting 217. He's also playing for a bad team. Yeah. But, hey, it would be cool if he would have gotten to he's 50 for, again. He's playing for a bad team in what feels like uh, is a spring game that uh, nobody wanted to go yes. to. Well, the Yankees' re- final regular season game was like that, too. There can't there be was nobody there. There can't be 5,000 people there. No, not even close. No. It's, it's I mean, the entire outfield where Pete just hit the homer, you could count there's like yeah, 20 it was people. Like a mad scramble to, to get to the ball because nobody was near it. Yeah. But, but good yeah. for Pete. It's uh, yeah. I mean, he he will be the highest paid Gator ever, baseball wise. I don't know if anybody's in ever beat Horford or David Lee. You know, I did. You know, David Lee may have the record. That I, contract. Was I did crazy. a thing like way back, uh, like when Jason Williams was playing, and I it was called Golden Gators, and it was about the guy. You know, the twenty five guys who were making the most money. I thought it would be a good story, and it, it was really interesting to look at the numbers, but. In the end, I mean that all that's changed since then. Yeah, but I would think uh, that David Lee contract will never may not be usurped for a long time. Well, no, Bradley Beal just got a huge one. He did. That's so, true. Yeah, and then I don't know Anthony's if if Anthony Anthony progresses his third or fourth year contract will be pretty big. Yeah, but he could he could go ahead of it. But Pete Pete might make three hundred million. Well, minus taxes. Duh. <laughs> All right, back to the uh, the phones we go. Let's get uh, Mike to kick things off today. Hey, Mike, welcome. Guys. Hello. Hey, Mike. Hello, I'm here. Uh, this is you, Jeff. Yeah. You may, may may not know, yes, we lost the Orioles legend Brooks Robinson. Yeah, passed away last night, 86 years old. Mm-hmm. And what he did in the 1970s World Series will, will probably be, now be duplicated again. He just made one great defensive play after another. Yeah, I mean, to to me, you know, my my dad was a huge Oriole fan growing up, and mm-hmm. you know, still likes him to this day. So he would always just tell me how great of a defender he really was. I, of course, never really got to see him I, with with I, my age. I but remember Pat that World remember. Series. Yeah. yeah, I mean it was unbelievable. I there was a great Scott Van Pelt story uh, on Twitter today about how uh, the announcer at the Orioles games, if you caught a pop a foul pop up, would announce it. The PA guy would go give that guy a contract, and his dad caught a foul ball from Brooks Robinson, and that it was like the best day of his life. And of course, what did he do? He went home and. They showing everybody the ball, and they started throwing the ball around. It went down a drain. <laughs> so he was telling the story at a, at a Baltimore sports banquet, that, and it turned out a guy who worked with Brooks Robinson was there. And like a week later, he gets in the mail a dozen Brooks Robinson signed baseballs. He goes, I hope this makes up for it. Wow. Think about that. That is a good guy right there who would do something like that. Yeah, that's really cool. And also, he's a, a 16 gold glove recipient. Yeah, I mean, it just tells you how good he was. That's how he got the nickname, the Human Vacuum Cleaner, for a reason. Yeah, Mr. Oriole as well, and they've had a lot of great ones with, with Cal there and Eddie Murray, mm-hmm. Jim Palmer. But for him to to kind of be called that, it's pretty special, certainly. Yeah, you 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 they'll go down one of the great uh, third baseman and third baseman in Major League Baseball history. Agreed. Especially for that era, because nobody yeah, was yeah. doing that kind of stuff. I mean, now you see guys no, that, are, no, not that can at do all. it. Yeah, but 
uh, he was pretty amazing and uh, obviously a uh, great career. And uh, you hated to see that happen, but hey, look, to be honest with you, I didn't know he was still alive. <laughs> and he he played his entire career with the Baltimore Orioles for nearly 23 years. Mm. So what is it about yeah, the what is it about Baltimore that playing. everybody wants to keep playing there? I mean, Robinson, mm-hmm. Ripken, they love playing there. Cool place. Now when Brooklyn played, he, he was married by Earl Weaver. He was. And what what, what was Earl Weaver's uh, famous saying, Mike? It was. What, what I was guarantee he, there were cuss words. What was he look? What was what did Earl Weaver want you to do when you were at the plate? Yeah, well, his his most fans was on arguing with the umpires. Well, yeah, that. But he always he he was played he was for the for played for the three run homer. Yep, he did. Like Florida mm-hmm. Florida baseball now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, all right, Mike. Well, well, I want to. Uh, one point with two cents in about Brooks Robinson. Yeah, no, appreciate it. Uh, he was a, a a great one for sure. I I have his autograph somewhere. Um, from from back mm-hmm. in the day, and it's you know one of those that I'll I'll yep. treasure forever. Yeah, he, he he'll be sorely missing Baltimore. You can bet on that, no doubt. All right, Mike, thanks so much. Thank you. Yep, appreciate it. Should answer it. No, I'm getting a call from Dollar General. I'm yeah. trying to figure that out. Well, they finally caught you on camera <laughs> trying to steal those. Maybe, maybe they're bears. Uh, maybe it's Eric Gilbert calling. It would because remember when he committed to Florida, it was from a he did it on his phone from a dollar general, yeah. and everybody started making fun of him, and they found out he couldn't get to school anyway. Yeah, so. it didn't matter. And then he went to Georgia, didn't do much, and now I think he got arrested. He did recently. he went to, yeah. went to Nebraska and got arrested? There, broke yeah. into uh, they had it on video and everything. Broke into a store, stole a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And they Caught him when he came out. What kind of store was it? Was it a electronic store or something? Anyway, they got him. Yeah, yeah, bad, bad dude. All right, Jonesy's next. What's up, Jonesy? Hey guys, it's been a while. It has been. Okay. Yeah, like, don't think I was nervous about those seminars. I figured like I should wait. You know, I, I jump out there, and you're all excited at the beginning of the year. You, you, you think you're number one in the country, and then. You just have a nosedive as one of these teams like Boston College beat you. And, you know, I, I was thinking about what Pat said. He said, you know, you said Kentucky is this and Kentucky is that. And um, they're not this. But you got to think about Kentucky. It's just like every year we pay Boston College. I don't care if they won in six, they give us a hard time. It's a tough out. And it's just like with – um. Kentucky and Vanderbilt seems to be with Florida. I, I tell you now. Yeah, but Kentucky's four and zero, and they're they're. Um, I mean they've they've won, uh, they've had a lot of ten win seasons. Boston College is not four and zero and didn't have any ten win seasons. Yeah, but even when we won the national title, Boston College gave us a round. Yeah, and but I, but I think even though Florida's got this long great history and winning thirty one in a row against Kentucky, all that stuff. You know, it, it does seem that way that they have always played it tough because you look at some of the great comebacks that Florida's had to have, all the times that they probably should have lost in the series and, and didn't. So, yeah, there's been a lot of tough ones in there. Yeah, that's well, I, I the funny thing. Florida hardly ever loses to Kentucky. But, but, they, but they're but, always tight. 
but then the yeah, three of the last five have yeah. they've lost, so they've got to they've got to turn that around. Yes, and I, I think this is one of the better games this week, Florida and um, Kentucky. And how how far do you think it goes to being in the conversation for the East? Well, I think it's a loser leaves town game. You know, I think that whoever loses this game, you can kind of eliminate because yeah, you still got to play Georgia. Yeah, um, but I will. But I mean, and Kentucky plays Georgia next week. They do. Yeah, there's a lot of good games next week. This week is okay, and you know what? This week the SEC is dominating, and Jonesy, like you said, the that's the best game in the SEC this week is Florida Kentucky, and. Um, yeah, and and that's two out of the last three weeks. It's been a Florida game that's been the best game of the week, which that that says something. Well, why isn't it a three thirty? If it's the best game I, of the week, what is a three thirty game? Is it a Big Ten game? No, I think it's Alabama, Mississippi. No, that was last. No, isn't it A and M? No, it's not Alabama. Not not on CBS. No, CBS does a lot. Well, I'll look it up. Yeah, look it up. But they're doing a lot of some Big Ten games in that that area too. So. I ain't buying it. Okay. <laughs> and you know what the next you know what the next big game is? Duke and Notre Dame. Don't I don't know. Laugh. You know what? I hope Duke beats them and everything, but I I just cannot make that a big game. I mean, I, I know game day's going there, and I'm happy for Duke, and I think Mike Elko's a hell of a coach, and if he can. Yeah, you know- if he can be that guy that uh, makes them great again, the way they were under Spurrier, um, that'll be great. I, I'm looking forward to it. But I just don't I, – I, I, it doesn't move my needle. Does it move yours, Jeff? Duke and Notre Dame? Well, I mean, Duke did pound Clemson, so I'm anxious to see if they can figure well, it out. It's not that hard to beat Clemson. Yeah, Georgia-Auburn is a 3.30 game. Yeah, see? (laughs) 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 On the road, but when they're at home, it's it's pretty tough to beat them, especially when you have brought seven straight shirts in the last seven years from Clemson. And I wanted to make a bet with you that you pull those seven shirts out of your closet and you burn them if we win the game, but I couldn't get in touch with you. I, I have never bought a Clemson shirt. However, I will tell you this. When they were leading and driving to go up two touchdowns, I said, if they win, I'm going to buy a Clemson shirt finally. But then, of course, they strip sack, fumbled the other way, and you knew what was going to happen from that point. But that was the first time I was tempted to buy a Clemson shirt. One reason I would not buy one, though, is I'm not a Dabo guy. I don't believe in him. Personally, and I've met him, yeah, and I've has. been around him. I was at he came to Spurrier's when Spurrier went to the Hall of Fame uh, as a coach up in uh, New York, and we were invited to that, and we had a blast up there. And Dabo came to that. He, I mean, he and Spurrier are pretty good friends, but he's not my cup of tea. He's not my cup of tea. I tell you what, I'm gonna call you back next time and talk about your twelve. The Dooley Dooley Dozen, remember that? You wrote it at the beginning of the season. Yeah. And I want to see where where you stand on those 12 right now. So you guys take care. Okay. All right, Jonesy. Appreciate it. I write it every week, but it's it's different every week. I think you only read the preseason one, so you better remember that one. I I don't remember it. I don't don't remember last week's. I think last week was – oh, never mind. 
LSU at Ole Miss is a better game for three thirty as well. Absolutely. So it's not even close. Is that the Georgia effect? Georgia. And the weird thing is, why would they pick that? I don't know. I mean, it's a weird relationship right now because the SEC is is about to be off CBS, and the Big Ten's about to come on. So they're they're doing a lot of Big Ten games. I think it's half and half. Um, I don't think so. I think it is. I don't think so. Well, I I don't know what I I was talking to TV executives about this, not not you. Okay. But they're doing about I'll look it up if you want me to. I would like to know. Okay. All right, do that while we take a break and then we'll come back and chat with Rit. You are listening to the tailgate powered by Gatorland Toyota. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. We all expect quality in our service providers. The word itself means the degree of excellence of something. Now throw in the word plumbing after that, and it would mean the excellence of plumbing. And that's exactly what our community has been getting for nearly four decades from the fine folks at Quality Plumbing. Now you can always spend time and money trying to fix things yourself, or you can call the professionals at Quality Plumbing and get it done right the first time. Quality Plumbing since 1984. Their name says it all. License number CFC 0430. We're constantly telling you about all the great things that you can go buy at Oaks Jewelry at a fraction of the cost of getting things at the mall across the street. And while that's still true, now's the perfect time to have Oaks Jewelry buy something from you. Gold and silver prices have skyrocketed. And if you got anything just laying around in the drawer or you just need a little extra cash, we'll take it to Oaks Jewelry and walk out of there a winner. The price of gold hasn't been this high in a really long time, so now's the perfect time to stop by and get the most out of it. Turn that old jewelry that you never wear into a great trip somewhere this summer. Oaks Jewelry, making people sparkle and smile for decades. The barbecue dream began just before the Gators started winning a bunch of championships in the mid-2000s. And more than a decade later, I'm grateful to Gainesville. Just want to say thanks for helping us put the ribs back in barbecue. Hey, this is Adam of Adam's Rib Company. My wife Michelle and I just love seeing thousands of you that have made our restaurant a place to gather, chat, root on the Gators, and chow down on some barbecue. From their slow-smoked ribs, pork, or chicken with flavors that are fantastic, to homemade side dishes of anything imaginable, there's a reason why I use Adam's for a ton of my lunch breaks in between the many jobs from game day ordering to that special event where you don't want to cook we're here to help whether it's an intimate setting amongst friends or a tailgate party for the game we'll fix you up right with the freshest meats and ingredients to make sure your barbecue package is complete so check them out online at adamsribco.com but be prepared to drool when you see the menu or better yet stop by their dining location on 13th street or the place that northwest gainesville has fallen in love with the new carryout spot on 43rd and 53rd right across the street from Publix. If you still can't find them, just stick your nose out the window. It'll guide you to the best barbecue in town. Well, we all hope to be at the top of our game with everything we do. Hard work certainly helps, but so does preventing things from going haywire. So for me, it's maintaining my physique with a little less gummy bears. For those with AC units, it's a maintenance plan that'll keep you cool all year long. And there is nobody better at it than Crystal Air and Water. They've got fast service and flat rates with no surprises, no contracts, no pressure, and you can cancel any time. Their four-tier preventative maintenance plan has something to suit whatever need you have. So when you need to feel secure that your AC unit is at the top of its game, a call to Crystal Air and Water is one you want to make. From 
the UF Weather Center. Here is your WRUF weather update. A flood watch remains in effect along the first coast through at least later tonight. Scattered thunderstorms continuing through the mid-evening. Locally heavy rainfall rates will be possible and this could cause isolated flash flooding. Otherwise cloudy skies, temperatures falling to about 70 degrees overnight. Tomorrow the cloud cover will stick around. Scattered showers, highs in the low 80s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Here from Thursday Night Football on Westwood One. NFC North action ahead this week from Green Bay with Jordan Love and the Packers coming off a three-score fourth-quarter comeback win last week. Now they host Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions, who also moved to two and one with a victory on Sunday. Join me and newly inducted Hall of Famer Joe Thomas for all the action on Thursday Night Football. Coverage starts Thursday night at 8, right here on WRUF. Sports scene with Steve Russell, weekdays at noon, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, so I found this information out for you. What you got? The 3.30 games are still all on CBS, but noon and and this is part of the transition that they're making because next year the Big Ten will all will um, be on CBS and the SEC moves over to ESPN. So there are games that are going to be on Big Ten games. I think there's seven select games that are going to be on CBS, and they'll either be noon or 7.30 games. So are you trying to say I was right? In a way, you were right. Yes. But you acted like you didn't know that CBS was leaving the SEC. No, I, of course I knew that. But I, I knew that they did. were doing every 3.30 game. That's why I kept denying it without trying to crush I don't think that was the without argument. trying to crush you. I don't think that was the argument. It's exactly if, the argument. If you I said at 3.30 that, is going to be a CBS game. Well... What game is that? CBS. SEC. Every game. What about the Tony the Tiger Bowl? I don't know. Okay, that's at 2 o'clock on CBS on December 29th. You ready for that? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are Big Ten games, but I I thought, because I've talked to some guys that are doing SEC games, and they go, yeah, we have to do Big Ten games now, blah, blah, blah. And and I thought maybe somewhere were 3.30, but they're not. You're right. You were right. Forget I am in the industry. You were in the industry. Still am. Rit, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, fellas? Good. Uh, yeah, it's funny the, talking about the Duke-Notre Dame game. It, it seems like every year the ACC, the weird conference, there's always some no-name team that pops up and goes on a run. If it's not Duke, it's Wake Forest. If it's not Wake Forest, it's NC State. It seems like every year there's someone in the ACC that comes out of nowhere and makes some noise, and then, you know, about two-thirds of the way through the season they lose. But I guess this year it's Duke. That's a good point. Um, yeah, and, and, I mean, like, I don't have any confidence in Duke finishing, say, 10-2. and two. As good as they played and yeah. as well as they've done. I mean, they beat Clemson. They beat – who did they beat last week? Somebody. I don't know. Uh, Virginia? No, it wasn't Virginia. 
It wasn't anybody important. Yeah. Um, Pat, I, I agree with uh, your point about Kentucky. I actually think, and I know what happens the previous week dictates how everything looks going forward. I think the Kentucky game is the most important game on the schedule. Not the most celebrated game, but the most important game on the schedule moving forward this year because you can knock three monkeys off your back with this game. You can beat Kentucky to stop the streak. You can win on the road, and you can win on the road in conference. And that's three things that, you know, that he can knock off his back because, honestly, I don't think anyone realistically expects Florida, on paper at least, to beat Georgia or LSU or Florida State. But this is one of those games. You got Vanderbilt, you know, coming up. You can knock this off your back, and uh, that'll be one thing that folks don't have to gripe about. Uh, well, good show, as yeah. guys. Thanks. Thanks, Rhett. And again, Rhett, like I was saying earlier, I mean, that is a big thing that you, you, we're going to find out about this team. And don't forget, this is a very, very young team. They're playing against a team with 17 seniors, and they're too deep. Um, and they're going on the road again. The first time they went on the road, it didn't go well. We all know that most of the errors Florida made in that game were kind of crowd-related or or being on the road. And you were there, Jeff. You saw it. Um, And it's going to be the same thing this week. They're going to have to get that maturity level. But uh, I do think that you find out what kind of team you really have on the road. doesn't mean that you have to win every road game, but you find out what kind of team you have, and uh, this is going to be the a perfect test for Florida. And then we'll then we'll see where they are today. It's like I've I've said all along, when Florida was playing Tennessee, and everybody goes, "This is the biggest game of Billy Napier's career." And I'm like, "Yeah, today it is. It might be a bigger game." Look, let's just say they win this game and they beat Vanderbilt. Yeah, then Georgia's the biggest game yeah, ever. Exactly. So I mean, look, it's. It, games, no game is the biggest game of the season until the season's over, and then you go, "Oh, that was the biggest game of the season." But it's a, it's an important game for Billy to go out there and put a team on the field, and uh, that is not going to commit fifteen penalties or throw two pick sixes. Yeah, or right. one pick six, but one almost pick six. Agreed. Kenny is next. Hey, Kenny, welcome to the tailgate. Hey, hey, Pat, I'm going to miss you tomorrow at the Fight and Get a Touchdown Club meeting where uh, I'm headed out with a few others to Lexington there. And, man, I hate to, hate to, miss, hate to miss your uh, appearance there coming in to speak to us. But, well, I, man, I appreciate that. I love it that. on the air. So. Yeah, well, just, yeah. I'll, I'll just give you everything I'm going to tell them today. How about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I might, uh, I might have Tom Mason stream it to me or something. One of those tech-savvy guys or something. And we'll just... Call that what there happens go. there, stays there, it. and I'm just, yeah, I'm going to lock it in. But, hey, do you do you feel like last week we were kind of, because of what happened in the last seconds of the Tennessee game, maybe dampered the uh, the post-game uh, celebration for the players in the locker room and then moving forward from there, uh, do you think there were some unspoken disciplinary actions handed out that Napier just felt he needed to tighten up the ship on how we react to things like that. Well, you, you saw it with Mazuka. He, he didn't play him in the second half, and he was the one that was shown you know, with his fists up, ready to go. 
So you weren't going to do him. Right. Yeah. It, it, I can assure you that it did not affect the post-game locker room. I mean, that was a, a great mood in there, and Napier was extremely great. excited, never even really brought it up. And that wasn't something that he was going to talk about after winning as big of a game as they did. So then during the week it was certainly brought up, and you saw some of the discipline that was enacted. But, yeah, I don't think right. that that had any impact of then going into Charlotte and any – repercussions right it, it, it seemed like we had a lot of guys on the field and we should have some guys out there that, that don't get much play in time to be able to play and you know it seems some of that was forced by the suspensions and then you know when coach mentioned well uh, i'm gonna hold this guy out he he got a half but i think he needs a little bit more so is yeah the way and i, I, and I think so, i think uh, the bottom line and again there may be more to it and jeff may know better than I do, but the bottom line is when you when you go fist and you take a swing, even though you didn't, which is dumb anyway, because if you, what if you yes. were connected? You so hit the helmet. Yeah. <laughs> hit the helmet. I mean, just don't be stupid, yeah. and I think that's a big reason why that discipline happened. Now, would that discipline have happened if they were playing Kentucky this week? I don't know. Well, that's a question that yeah. only only he can answer. Right, right. Yeah, there may be other ways to discipline other than pulling you from the game for another half. But, um, yeah, it just seemed like he held cards close to the vest, didn't run that many plays, not wanting to show a whole lot, and uh, just ease on into the wind, rest guys up, and get them ready for this one. So um, that's the way it felt anyway. Yeah, well, so I didn't I know will, if y'all felt that way too. I will say this, uh, Ken, they, they – I don't know that you have not seen anything that Florida's going to do. They they are pretty much – they've got their offense, and they're just trying to get good at their offense. Now, there may be a yep. play here or there where they – like they ran that reverse, which surprised me that they would run that against those guys. When, when I've been begging for a reverse all year, in fact, the, during the Tennessee game, I kept – I was like almost saying – screaming it. I was like – if you run a reverse, they're co- totally collapsing to the wor- where the ball's going. You, it'll work, but they didn't do it. Then they ran it this week, and it worked okay. It okay, but now it. guess what? Now you can say, okay, do the same formation and don't hand it off for the reverse this time, or do something different. Yeah. So I mean, that's it's all setting stuff up for a future play down the road. Uh, maybe. Sure. Yeah. It's good to have that thrown in where uh, Kentucky's got to more or less say, hey. They're going to run that reverse. Possibly, you got to be ready. You got to stay at home. Well, you better. You need uh, to have another reverse. Another reverse going somewhere else or or something. I, I I mean, we haven't seen a lot of creativity out of this offense. It's been um, pretty not yet. No, it's been pretty uh, pretty low key. But you know, maybe they'll bring them all out. And again, when you go on the road for a game like that, is when you don't want to do a lot of fancy reverses and stuff like that because. You can't hear the crowds loud, you know, and everything. That you you tend to steer away from those kind of things. Yeah, that time of possession against Tennessee, I, that was uh, that was shocking. I was I was I was surprised, but but hey, if they can't score if they don't have it. So uh, I like that. So yeah, and again, but thanks if you remember. Thanks, Kenny. First drive, Florida takes seven twenty to go down the field and get nothing. They took 107 yeah. to come down the field and get something. And that's when I went, oh, this is not going to go well. So time up, there was a great – Bianchi used to have a great line about that. He said the uh, 
the mo- two most overrated things in the war- in college football were time of possession and Phil Fulmer's winning percentage, because Fulmer would you know go ten and two every year and never win the SEC. But um, yeah, time of possession is is eye of the beholder thing to me. You know what I mean? Like Florida was going to have the most time of possession against Tennessee. There. Yeah, of course. But um, how was was it effective? And it was in this case. There you have it. I like it. All right, let's get a break. We'll come back and uh, finish off hour number one here until 6 o'clock. Come be with us here on the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Isabella Masioli. Number four Gators volleyball goes head-to-head with the Texas A&M Aggies in the Exactec Arena tonight. Florida is coming off a two-win week downing Auburn and Georgia to start league play undefeated. You can catch live coverage of the game here at 6.45 p.m. The Portland Trailblazers are trading guard Damian Lillard to the Milwaukee Bucks. Portland, Milwaukee, and Phoenix have agreed to a three-team trade. The trade includes the Bucks getting Damian Lillard, Phoenix Suns getting Yusuf Nurkic, and Portland Blazers getting DeAndre Ayton. The Tampa Bay Rays and Boston Red Sox will close out a two-game set at Fenway Park in Boston tonight. First pitch is scheduled for 6.10 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Isabella Masio. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. It's known as a small place with a big taste. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're really missing out. The place that's been voted best cheesesteaks in Gainesville, it's called Big Mills. Serving 100% top butt sirloin, 100% chicken breast on their cheesesteak sandwiches, Big Mills has a big taste. They also offer sausages, hot dogs, burgers, and salads with a baseball theme inside that every diehard is going to want to see. They've also got ice cream and milkshakes to wash it all down, so come on down to 2111 13th Street, right next to Adam's Ribs and see why Big Mills is a small place with a big taste. There's not many of us out there that really like going to the doctor. Well, I do want to tell you about a doctor that's amazing and essential for our everyday lives. It's the docs at Auto ER. A proud partner of the Florida Gators, they make you feel comfortable, don't take a lot of your valuable time, and most importantly, they'll always find the problem. With five locations around town, they'll proudly serve families and drivers like you across Gainesville, Alachua, Jonesville, Newberry, and High Springs. And as they love to say, it's for the life of your car. Check them out online at theautoer.com. It's an ER you'll actually like going to. At International Diamond Center, you can take your time and design and meticulously create the most unique, most exquisite ring imaginable. But if that's not your thing, we understand. And that's why we created the IDC Signature Collection. Ready-to-wear rings at every price point. It's a complete ring that's already done. We pick out the small diamonds, and we pick out the center diamond, and it's assembled, and it gets our stamp of approval. IDC owner Keith LeClaire. People like this because of the value that they're receiving because they're getting a complete ring without having to piece it together themselves. Even if your budget is $1,000, IDC has a ring you can take with you today with a quality, stylish setting and a GIA-certified diamond. We did all the hard work for you. Listen, we're the experts, and our job is to pick the right diamond for the right setting at the right price point. And I think we do a pretty good job of it. Discover the no-stress IDC Signature Collection. Buy it today. Propose with it tonight. International Diamond Center in Celebration Point. Online at shopidc.com. Total Control. We'd all love that, wouldn't we? You can have total control of your home environment with help from Electronics World. Let the pros at EW install a system to control your audio, video, lights, locks, thermostats, custom shades, garage door, and more. Plus, monitor your surveillance cameras with just one app. 
Now that's total control. Electronics World. Visit our showroom in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. After a storm, unlicensed contractors prey on homeowners. Always hire a contractor with a state-issued license. Verify if your contractor is state licensed at myfloridalicense.com. We are your home for Tampa Bay Rays baseball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with a WRUF radio app. This is Florida Gator head football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardoza and Pat Dewey right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This song always puts me in the mood for Salisbury steak. I haven't had that in a while. I'll be good. I can't remember. I had it recently. I hadn't had it in a long time. But when you were a kid, though, you had it. I know that. Because you know why? That was easy for Mom to make. That's right. (laughs) Either throw it in the microwave or in the oven for 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh-oh. Look at Pete. Raising that average at 219. There uh, we go. Single for Alonzo. Two for two. What about, I, I, I told I, I told Karen this morning, I go, I'm sorry, honey. She goes, what? I go, the Braves ruined the Cubs uh, winning the division. And I go, actually, the Braves but didn't ruin it. It was the right fielder ruined <laughs> the right it. right fielder dropping a routine fly ball ruined it. I mean, how, how do you feel if you're that guy? Not good. Like, but, I it's mean, so routine and easy. So they were like, what, five out, four out with five to go? So, I mean, it, it would have been hard to win. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah. But it's but you don't to like, do it like that. There's a great video, and, and if you go on Twitter, you can see it, um, of uh, Acuna in the, in the uh, dugout watching the, the fly ball because they were fired up because, again, they were down 6 nothing, and then he hits a homer, and um, Pilar hits a homer. They they cut back into the lead. Azunia gets a big hit, and then the ball was popped up. And they go ah, oh. and and but he's watching it. And then when it when he drops it, you could just tell him go he dropped it. <laughs> and then the cop that was right there said he effing dropped it. <laughs> That's right. You could hear him in the would, background. Which you, I mean, I I would say I never see it, but I saw it this year with Florida baseball. So who was it that kept dropping fly balls? Uh, Ty Evans, remember that one? One was just a, unbelievable that he dropped, mm-hmm. but finally he figured it out. Ended up having a great College World Series, greatest one in the history of college baseball. That's right, from a homer standpoint, which is nuts. Think about that. Every single player that's been in the College World Series, and if you had a list in that stadium of all the Florida players, he would have been like. Uh, let's say twenty-five man roster, he would have been twenty-third, probably, probably just. Just behind uh, uh, Hudson Waldrop, you know, Hurston Waldrop. Waldrop would be. I mean, no, I mean, nobody saw that coming, but it was fun. It's fun to watch. Good for him. Proud of. Him. And hopefully, he can do it for a whole year now because, yeah. or he was good at the end of his freshman year. He was, and that's why you're thinking, all right, he's. And then he he got off to a great start last year, and through the first two weeks, he led the country in RBI. And then this went south he went like over his next 40 and couldn't do anything and then gets benched and then all of a sudden 
figured it out at the end. So maybe what Sully needs to do next year is bench him early. Bench him to start the season. Yeah, and then just In fact, don't even in. come to the ballpark. And yeah, then, we'll put you in. And we'll eventually bring you in Once slowly. SEC play starts, you're That's good to right. go. Uh, but that, that, yeah, that was amazing. Amazing part of a fun season for the Gators. Oh, another home run. Yeah. Well, the Mets decided to start playing. What Maybe about they, that? They can only do it when nobody's in the stands. Nobody's in the stands and they have no chance of doing anything. No chance of being in the playoffs. They do not. All right, well, you got a chance to call They're us. only 25 games out. I think. Really easy to do. 392-8255 are the digits. And we'll be back for hour two. Brought to you by Meldon Law right after this. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. So we're giving you the easiest car buying experience ever. Your schedule doesn't have time for five hours in a car dealership. Work, kids, soccer practice, grocery runs, jury duty. Really? That again? Gatorland Toyota puts your convenience at the top of the list. With Express Shopping, you can browse our incredible selection and buy your vehicle entirely from the comfort of your home. Financing, paperwork, trade appraisal, even the pricing can't be done remotely. No need to come to the dealership. Gatorland Toyota delivers your new car to you. And what if that car was fully customized? With our pre-order program, it's easier than ever to get the exact vehicle you want from headlights to trunk. Have a vehicle to trade or sell? Even if you don't buy from us, we'd love to take it off your hands and give you a top dollar offer that you're sure to love. Come experience how Gettle's got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. I'm living the life that I lived before I started having knee pain 10 years ago. Meet Julie, a woman who makes the most of every moment in life. But over the last years, those moments were filled with agonizing pain until she discovered QC Kinetics. Finally, the pain got so bad that people around me are like, oh, when are you getting your knee replaced? I was walking, hobbling. I listened to my last QC Kinetics commercial and I said, I'm done. I got to find out about this. What Julie found out was QC Kinetics treats osteoarthritis with regenerative therapies taking your body's own healing properties and concentrating them in the areas where you feel pain, helping heal and restore those damaged areas. No harmful steroids, surgery, or downtime. It changed how I'm living. I'm able to do the things that I wasn't able to do for a long time. Get back your life before the pain. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. I was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm, and I thought I was confident in that decision. As time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Melden Law from a family friend who knows Carrie himself, and I gave him a call, and they completely changed everything for me. If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000. At Melden Law, we won't back down. 
Things have certainly got a little out of hand lately when it comes to just buying our everyday necessities. Just look at gas, streaming services, and heck, even chicken wings. Well, there is one necessity that shouldn't cost a ton, and that's taking care of yourself and helping fix all the aches and pains in life. And the fine folks at Titan MRI agree. With costs a fraction of what you'd pay at a hospital, you'll not only save money, you'll be taken care of by staff with over 20 years of scanning experience. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town and has offices in Gainesville and Lake City. And the great part about going there is you can park right out in front of the office. There's no long walks from a parking garage. The average scan time is just 15 minutes. So you can get back on your way with doing whatever it is you do in no time. With nothing but five-star reviews, they'll give you the five star treatment titan mri is a place where your doctors are sending their family so when you need an mri call titan first and you'll burst into smiles that it'll be the best thing you ever did for yourself this program is paid for by talking reds llc the tailgate with jeff cardozo and pat dooley is on the air let's do it it's go time. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. You know, if I'm saying something to you, I don't say to you, I'm going to say something to you, and then say it, I just say it. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here are Jeff and Pat. Hey, that's us. Hour two is here. My second of three jobs today. And we've got a whole nother hour of this one. What's the third? Point Florida tonight. In the O-Dome. A&M. Aggie's coming to town. Aggie's coming to town. That's on ESPN, too. Is it really? Yeah, they moved it up. I mean, they've, they've done that a lot this year. I'm glad I put my fancy shirt on. Because... <laughs> You do get some airtime over there. Any anytime there's a review, I'm right there. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble one day because I try to like see what I think and then I try to like signal over yeah. to Mary, uh, like no. we're good. No, or nope, you're going to lose the challenge. Uh, that ball, that, they hit the net. They touched the net. But there they was the there was one last match that I never really talked to that official. But I even thought, man, that, that that was wrong. Like, there's one, and I don't know the exact rule of volleyball, line or not, in or out, but you feel like if it even touches barely on the line, that should be in, right? Yeah. Like it is in tennis. It's the same yeah. concept. And this ball, at least the angle that I saw, touched the line. And it was that last match that the Gators had to come back and, and beat Georgia. And it was such a big point in the match, but Gators figured it out after. I think they reeled off like four or five in a row after that. The ones that drive me crazy are when you think Florida's won a point because the girl hit it out. Yeah. And they come back and they review it, and like one, her finger might have moved yeah, a quarter of an barely inch. Barely touched, yeah. So she might have touched it. But it, there's still no real evidence that she touched it. But they, yeah, because you can't the f- the frame slows down, but it's almost like it skips going through the fingers. Yeah. So I don't know. It's hard to tell. It's almost like you want reviews, you want people to be to get the call right. But I, again, like I've said before, they don't always get it right just because they have a re- review. Nope. 
doesn't mean they're always going to get it right. And so. remember in baseball, I think there's plenty that oh, we gosh. think it's going to be overturned, but yeah. they don't. So the, the call on the field or court, whatever it is, is so important because if it's not 100% definitive to that person that's watching it, then they're just going to say it I've almost gotten to the point where I would just like, don't even call anything. If it's even close, just go. Just put your hands up as an umpire and go. Go to the replay because yeah, I'm. Figure it out. I, I, I don't think I know look the, like call. the Yeah, I think I know whether he was at or safe, but I may not. I may get it wrong, and and that way, that way, they wouldn't be because uh, they're influenced by what the call was made. Obviously, if you call him out, there's got to be definitive evidence that he was safe, and if you call him safe, it's got to be definitive evidence that he was out. So. Yeah. It's almost like you just should go to replay right away on a lot of these close plays. But anyway. Might as well. All right. Well, the uh, the Marlins are playing the Mets right now. Pete Alonzo has already hit a home run to the dismay of our producer today, Jose. He's wearing his Marlins hat. He is pumped. And and it's hard for me because... Where, how far out are they right now? They're... Uh, they're basically wild a half card. a game out of the Cubs for the final wild card oh, spot. So the Braves did him some good last night. And I want... And Jose will probably get mad at me, but I want the Cubs to win because David Ross is the manager, of course. I'd love to see Rossi get in, former uh, former teammate of mine. Are we going to blame Ross for that uh, guy dropping the ball? Dropping the ball. But you know what? It would be really funny because Jose's not really paying attention to his actual job today of producing this show (laughs) because he's watching the game. So if you call, then he'll get all pissed off that he has to answer the phone and turn his attention away from the TV. So that if you want to make point, Jose yeah. mad today, you can uh, call us up here in hour number two, three nine two eight two five five. No, and that's hard because you know you, you want to root for the Marlins, and even me growing up, you, you know, you kind of root for the Marlins. They were the hometown team and all that stuff. But I don't really have. I I guess you know Braves will always be my major league team, but. Getting now to play college baseball and getting to play with a bunch of different guys and then seeing a bunch of Gators that you've broadcasted and get to know really well, going to these other teams, it's hard to not root for those guys to be successful. So, I don't know, even in the yeah, NFL, it. it's like you want to root for a Gator to to do good. I know. Wait, so it's, 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 it's sometimes hard when... Because when you're watching a game, an NFL game, and there's players from other teams, and you're like, I don't want him to do good. He was a dog. He was a knoll or whatever. Um, but I, I guess that's part of not being a fan of any particular team. I'm kind of a Chiefs guy, but it's totally a bandwagon approach to everything. So you bought the Kelsey jersey? No, I did not. Because of Taylor Swift? <laughs> because guess what? They aren't going to be dating in a year. You know that. That's what's her track record? She is over on 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 boyfriends. It, it right? Got, Are, aren't you over if you I break up so. with every boyfriend? It got so crazy that I I saw on social media yesterday that they had all these psychics comparing their signs <laughs> and like saying, okay, well she's compatible with him because of this, and this is when they potentially started dating, so it aligns with this and. All these other weird things, so it has certainly become a big deal. Well, it's a big deal to some people. And then actually, think of one of them that's not a big deal. Her, uh, so her mom Donna, of course, was at the Chiefs game in Taylor Swift's booth, and then she actually flew down and was at the uh, the Eagle game, Eagle Bucks game on Monday night. So 
His mom, mom got down. Yeah, his yeah, mom got down to see brother and brother. Well, and they should be able to pay for her to do anything she wants because yes. they're both making a lot of money. That they are. All right, back to the phones we go. Mike joins us next. Hey, Mike, what's up? Hey, uh, I was uh, just listening to you. I'm on the way down to the volleyball about that call um, that you talked about where the ball touches the line. Yeah. Where, um, that particular case, the end, the end ref called the uh, ball out. Mm-hmm. He got overruled by the guy on the net, remember? Correct. And uh, then it went to replay. And the replay came back and said the, the way the sign is where he pushes, slashes his arm down means they can't tell. Yeah, inconclusive. Right. Right. Why in the world the guy at the net would get the overcall? That means they overcalled it, overturned it twice Correct. In, in, in that guy's favor. And, of course, Mary was, you know, livid about it, as she should have been. Because I, like you, saw that, in fact, I went home, and I've got a pretty large-sized TV, and I watched the replay, and it looked like, to me, it hit the line. Well, and, and the interesting part, Mike, was you know, all the people that sit right behind me, and, and the Gators were actually on our sides because I was, you know, that set where they, they have to be over there. So sure. she was right in front of me, and she was shocked. And I think part of it was because everybody that was in the stands that was watching the monitor, they all were like, oh, you got it, you got it, because those people can see that monitor too. So I think that's why she was even more shocked. And I'm sitting there watching, gosh, you know, that to me it appeared that that way, but then there was one angle that he shifted to, and I could almost see him change and be like, uh, I, I can't really tell if that's out. And it, yeah, it, it kind of looked like it was out, but I, I do agree with you. I, I, don't, I don't think that that up official should have been able to overturn that. Right. Uh, I mean, if, if, it's, if, it's, if it comes to a draw um, where one guy – I mean, the guy wasn't – he didn't kind of wait to hesitate to put his flag that he was out. He put it down right away. Yep. He pointed out. Then the up official waited a second and said, no, it's good. And uh, so, yeah, that's not, that's something they're going to have to uh, have to address because that could that could have meant the whole match. It, it was, yeah. I mean, that's how important it was, and that's when you know, luckily, Florida rattled off about four or five in a row after that to yeah. to make the difference. Yeah, the irony is, of course, there is the reason we have replays because what happened in a Florida match? Yeah, against Stanford yeah. many years ago. Yeah. But I, I think, Mike, you know, it's it's hard too, and and obviously, Florida even has better cameras, but. I think it's the Big Ten, you know, where, where volleyball and those teams are really, really good. They actually have cameras up and down each line that are kind of static, and they just sit there. Florida doesn't right. have that yet, and well, I don't, the uh, SEC doesn't have that rule. But I know as you advance, they do become more specific with the cameras. Right. That the issue is we could, but they wouldn't use them if we did. Correct. It's like that stupid call at FSU the first call where the 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 ball the ball hit the pin right in front front of the line judge yep. i mean he's standing there and it wobbles like you got a a tarpon on and he doesn't call it and then they go and they review the tv had the play the inside of the fsu whatever you want to call that gymnasium or mm-hmm. whatever it is they didn't have that view. 
And so they couldn't use – this was crazy. They could not ask the TV people if they had a better view. Yeah, that's messed up. I mean, they ought to go, okay, anybody have a better view that we could – I mean, why wouldn't you want the right call instead of saying, well, this guy has a good view of it. Ah, forget him. He's not part of our review system. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's the thing I that drives me crazy is everybody goes, well, you want to get the calls right, but they don't, they aren't getting it right all the time, and I think it's almost gotten to be, it's almost like I wish we could go back to the old days when you saw a call on the field and the guy scored a touchdown, and you go, well, it's a touchdown. I mean, it, it it didn't matter whether he he was an inch short or not, at least, but it, the game went on a lot. You know, you want to increase pace of play in these games, right? Uh, getting rid of or at least reducing the amount of games or plays you can review would certainly do that. But you don't want to have happen what happened to Florida against Texas. It may have cost them the national championship. Yep, exactly. I mean, that wasn't just a blown call. To me, that was a fix. (laughs) I mean, to be that far out, it's kind of like, when Florida was going to draw the guy off sides uh, the other day against Tennessee, everybody knew that they were going to do a, a you know a quick snap and to draw draw somebody off. Everybody in the stadium knew, but that one guy in Tennessee. I was going to say, not everybody knew. There was one guy that did <laughs> right. not know that. Yeah, <laughs> right. But in that ten- Texas game against Florida, everybody in that entire complex said that ball's out, and Texas was a surprise at the call, of course, as we were. They they liked it, but they were as surprised as we were. Agreed. All right, Mike, well, safe travels, and uh, hopefully it's a, a quick one tonight. Gators do well. Uh, I, I agree. I'll see you there. All right, man, take care. Yeah, how good is A&M this year? I don't really know. You're, you're doing the PA. You're, you're supposed to go, here come the 10-4 and four, Texas A&M Aggies. No. Oh, Nettie. Nobody cares. Oh, Nettie. Texas A&M coming in here for a big match with the uh, I need to know names. Gators. Pull up their roster and we'll see if you can get every name right when we come back from the break. Okay. I'll give you a couple. It'll be fun. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back. More of your phone calls next here on the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Alexis Vivanco. The Gators volleyball team will look to defend the O-Dome when Texas A&M takes the court tonight. UF currently holds a 21-1 series all-time against the Aggies, which includes a perfect record in Gainesville. Coverage of today's game sets off right here at 645. In some recent NBA news, the Portland Trail Blazers are sending Damian Lillard to the Milwaukee Bucks. Lillard goes as part of a three-team trade with Drew Holiday, DeAndre Aiden, and Tamani Kamara. In return, Phoenix lands Yosef Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson. The Tampa Bay Rays will wrap up their two-game series tonight against the Los Angeles Angels. The Rays narrowly escaped yesterday's game 9-7 and will look to finish strong. First pitch is at 6.10 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Alexis Vivanco. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Every morning, I get up, start the trek into town for a busy day ahead, and every morning, I kid you not, I pass an ugly green van or truck along the way, heading to work as well. But the best part of that site is I know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today, because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side. 
And that quality is evident all over North Central Florida. With more than two dozen licensed journeyman technicians, you can be assured that a call to Vintage Electric is a call you won't forget. Now, I'm sure there's tons of you out there with honeydews up the wazoo, and if any of those have to do with electricity, call Vintage Electric today. No job's too small. They do it all, from service upgrades to rewiring, appliance and AC circuits, and how about an entire smart home installation? That way, you can just ask Alexa to turn on the tailgate. So have them put their tailgate down, grab their tools, and sit back and know your electric job is going to be done right. Call up Vintage Electric today at 371-8021 or visit them online at vintageelectric.net. Hey, y'all, it's Kyle from Leonardo's. 2023 is flying by, and suddenly it's football season. Get your friends and family together and come on down to Gainesville's iconic restaurant, Leonardo's Pizza Millhopper. At Leo's, we're serving our famous deep dish pizza, heavenly garlic knots, and the ever-popular salad bar the same way we've been doing it since 1976. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for the sexy food pics and the fundraising calendar. And, of course, don't forget to say you heard me on the tailgate. Oh, no, not only salsa do. We're constantly telling you about all the great things that you can go buy at Oaks Jewelry at a fraction of the cost of getting things at the mall across the street. And while that's still true, now's the perfect time to have Oaks Jewelry buy something from you. Gold and silver prices have skyrocketed. And if you got anything just laying around in the drawer or you just need a little extra cash, we'll take it to Oaks Jewelry and walk out of there a winner. The price of gold hasn't been this high in a really long time, so now's the perfect time to stop by and get the most out of it. Turn that old jewelry that you never wear into a great trip somewhere this summer. Oaks Jewelry, making people sparkle and smile for decades. I was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm and I thought I was confident in that decision. As time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Melden Law from a family friend who knows Carrie himself and I gave him a call and they completely changed everything for me. If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000. At Melden Law, we won't back down. Emergencies are awful and normally happen at the worst time imaginable. No one likes it when something unexpected happens, and more often than not, you've got to spend a ton of effort and time trying to fix it. But I want to tell you about a company that I've seen firsthand fix things, and they were fantastic. ServPro of Gainesville, Alachua County provides 24-7 emergency water restoration and dryout fire restoration, mold remediation, reconstruction, and that's just to name a few of everything they do. No matter your needs, everything is done to industry standards in the most thorough way possible. So there's no way you should call anybody else around because they can handle any size loss, big or small. Independently owned and operated, the ServPro crew will be there for you. So let them seize the job and ensure your emergency will be handled the right way. ServPro is the only official cleanup and restoration company of the Florida Gators. From every call third strike to every call to the bullpen, baseball lives here. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Hi, Duels and Dozo. Back here with you. Second hour of the tailgate, a Wednesday edition. Glad you've joined us. Back to the phone calls we go. 
as Tony joins us next. What's up, dude? Hey, guys. How are you? Wonderful. Pastor Larry, I had a point of contention from yesterday's show. Okay. Um, Alrighty then. Somebody mentioned that the Chiefs had more fans than the, the Jags did a couple weeks ago. And I just wanted to say that that may be true because I wasn't there. Um, but it looks worse on TV, I think, than it is because all the visiting fans that buy their tickets on the secondary market want to be behind their bench. And so on TV, there's always a lot of red. But I wasn't sure if you guys saw the um, Rams 49ers game a week or two. I don't know if it was last week or maybe the week before. I had to look like three times to make sure that game was actually in L.A. There were so many like Niners fans. Um with all the red, it's pretty crazy how that turned out. Yeah, stuff. How, how, it, it, it how, was like a uh, a Vanderbilt game. Yeah, where all yeah. the opposing players. Like I don't know that the Chiefs had more fans there, but I will say this: the the northern teams, the, the oh, big yeah. you know Pittsburgh and and teams like that, they tend to make a lot of noise at at, at Jaguars and Bucks yeah. games. We saw it. Yeah, I mean, and I was Philadelphia. I was there the other night in in Tampa, and I would. Probably in my entire section, there might have been twenty Bucks fans, and I would say there are five hundred Eagle <laughs> yeah. fans. It was pretty crazy. All the all the Brett Holcombs of the world. Went yeah, they were. On there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. I, the Browns. I, I miss the Jags being in that division with the Steelers and Browns the way it was the first few years. Um, and I, I think the ticket office misses that too. Those oh, were two oh, yeah. huge nationwide followings, but. I mean, even the, one of the times I saw the Jags play the Browns probably been six, seven, eight years ago now, but um, the Browns were terrible like usual. And, shoot, there must have been 12 different charter buses parked in one lot and people from throughout the state, South Georgia or whatever, just to bus in and, and come see the Browns play. So wow. um, it is uh, it is pretty crazy. Of course, they like to pick Jacksonville, and, and Florida's got a, a bunch of them too. But, yeah, it's, I think it's just gotten easier like throughout the league um, to, to go to away games. Uh, for some of these teams, the, the fans that are from those cities, and it is go to the home games. It's probably the Chiefs tickets. Probably pretty tough, but you get to catch them on the road. It might be. Yeah, makes total sense. Easier. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's not a lot of uh, home game sellouts for the Jaguars. Um, so. No, and I went to um, a, a good example of that. I went to the World Series game today. I think uh, in Tampa when the when the Rays played the Phillies, and we got in like two three rows up in the upper deck for I don't know 150 or so. Those same tickets in Philly were going for like six, seven, eight hundred dollars, and we we got in for a lot less just driving to to Tampa. Yep. I didn't really have a dog in the fight. I didn't look down. It was the one game that the the Rays won, so we didn't have to deal with a bunch of obnoxious Philly fans. But um, <laughs> what anyway, but, obnoxious uh, Philly fans? Yeah. I didn't know they existed. Weird, weird. So yeah, that's why I say the Phillies got in the playoffs. I'm like great, we get you know three more weeks of hearing about it. So, um, but uh, but anyway, so I, I guess that's why Waldrop's not getting called up this year. To the Braves, which is which is fine, or at least he's not on playoff roster. Yeah, so well, so I actually found out yesterday. Nick Bomani texted me, and we were talking about it, um, and I didn't realize that that had changed. But you have to have those rosters set by August thirty first. Okay, so um, they would have had to determine that back then, and obviously he was doing well. So Langford either, unless some like really weird thing happens, then you can do that. but if they would have gotten called up, it wouldn't have messed up the service time. They changed that with a collective bargaining agreement. Um, oh, okay. So that wouldn't have messed up their their service time. So the, they still could have done it. But I just don't think that they, you know, what that would have been almost a month ago. 
had the yeah. the clue to say, okay, we're going to bring this guy up. They, you know, obviously Langford was doing good, and so was Waldrop, but in smaller, you know, low A and middle A. So and it's I'll, no hurry for either one. Yeah, of those guys. there's no yeah. hurry. Yeah, I was going to say Lang- Langford. It probably didn't matter. Waldrop could probably use some time off. Yeah, um, no question. You know. Um, but was, was it Chris Bryant? Was that the Cubs guy that, that was the, that was a big deal for, was. The, for the Cubs to wait for a long, for a few weeks in the next year or something like that with him? That's Correct. We, yeah, we, we've seen that happen to, to several different guys. They're by yeah. far ready to go, but then they hold them back. Chris, so that's okay, right? that's why it changed because you know teams or players were getting all pissed off that you know they they can't be in the big leagues for that, and then it's messing up their time, and they're holding them back, and then that's messing up their contract. So it's good that that yeah. got all worked out to help the players benefit. Yeah, this, um, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him get there. But it's rare. I know Parker got through pretty fast, but he's also a middle reliever. So correct. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, Ryder Cup this weekend. I, uh, I'm with Pat. I'm I'm excited about. It. I love the event. I think it's the most underrated event. In- mainstream sports but yeah that the 130 starts a little crazy but if our if our kid wakes up super early friday saturday sunday i won't be upset i love that the jags games at 9 30 not because it's up against the Ryder cup i'll, I'll have that on other but at least the, jags, the best part about that is the jags game will be over by one which is awesome every every jack yeah that, 30 they have their own market they should yes actually but um no that'll be i i, I actually uh got invited to go play golf very early on um Friday morning, and I'm thinking, well, why don't I get up like an hour and a half earlier than that and go ahead and start watching, watch a logo because yeah, I want to watch it, but I just don't, yeah. I don't want to get up at, you know, one thirty. Friday is the day to skip too, because because what happens on Friday kind of doesn't really do a whole lot to set the tone, really, unless Europe gets it big and they've got the home home field advantage. But it's neat. How so if you're in L.A., is. if you're in L.A. and you're at a bar, you're that's going to be gold for you. You're just going to sit there and go, ah, oh, we can <laughs> yeah. just sit here and watch the Ryder Cup, uh, and then the, they'll come and go. Hey, you got to leave at some point. But. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's cool to me how they set up the courses differently over there. Like they they tuck pins away and they want the Americans to hit long irons and over here. You know, pins are kind of towards the middle for Ryder Cup, and let our guys just drive in and hit wedges in. So, um, so we'll, we'll see. It'd be a nice time for the Americans to break through. It's a, a different team for Europe, is what we're opposed to seeing. And kind of a I, middle transitional I, year. I will say this, and let me ask you this because you you know who's playing for each team. But I mean, I like our team. But when I as they went player by player through the European team, I went, oh God, we're gonna get beat. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that, that's a really good team they got. So yeah. I, I don't know why everybody wants to say the U.S. is a favorite. The U.S. is a favorite because you know what? All the, uh, not all, but most of the betting is done in America. So <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's a there's there's big buildings in Vegas because of yeah. that. So anyway, but I, I I'll just watch it and enjoy it. I mean, it's hard for me to root against like Rory and guys like that. John Rahm I oh. like a lot, but. It's it's easy for me to root against them in the Ryder Cup. I like yeah, exactly. Win, Pat. I mean, it used on. to be it used to be the most important one of the most important days of my life was the Sunday of the Ryder Cup. I, I, yeah, I calm down on that a little bit. I think too for for people Jeff and I's age, the the one in ninety one kind of changed it all. The, the war on the shore, and, and there's a lot of cool documentaries about it. It was mm-hmm. up in Kiowa, and, and uh, that one was was really neat, but. Um, yeah, if we can if we could steal one, that'd be great. I, I think you're. I'm with you, Pat. I think I think Europe's more loaded than people give credit for. They just don't have the, the big, a couple of the big older names that they've had for all the years. But yeah, you know those guys will those guys will be around, and um, 
you know, they, get, just, they got great. I mean, they they just yeah. have great players everywhere you look. I mean, Hoblin yeah. is and they, great, and they love to putt well over there too. And and that's been our that's been our nemesis. So, well, they, uh, they we'll always make a lot of thirty footers for some reason. Yeah. Right? I don't know how they do that. Yeah, but. and it, you know, yeah, Justin Rose hit a big putt a few years ago over there, and then you got Nicholson patting him on the butt, telling him great job. Like, I don't need that. I need I need Phil to get pissed, and you know, but he's. Obviously, he's not on the team anymore. He has not been invited. There's a bunch of young guys who love America and, and want to beat the Euros, and I'll be I'll be happy. Like I wish Kisner and and like Keith Mitchell and some of those guys could make it. But, um, but anyway, we'll we'll give it a good shot, and, and uh, hopefully pull. Hopefully the Gators will win. And hopefully USA will win this weekend. No doubt. Thanks, Tony. All right, see you guys. But again, that goes back to the thing I said earlier today, Jeff, is uh, how. You know, I talked about Michael Jordan in '99 addressing the Presidents Cup team and said, "Look, there's two kinds of players: guys who want love to win at home, and guys who love to win on the road. And you need to be the kind of guys that love to win on the road." I always, I, I remember going to a um, media days one year, and I said, I, "This is going to be a good theme story. I'm going to do. I'm going to ask all the players here at Media Day, would you rather win on the road or at home?" And 95 percent of them said at home and I think it's because you win at home the you celebrate with your fans and then you shower and you go out on the road you got to get on a plane you know I, I to me it would be cooler to win on the road because you can tell people to shut up and and you, you're on a plane you're excited and you're hey we just won this game and I, I would think it would be fun, more fun to win on the road. I don't know how you felt when you were a player. Just wanted to win. <laughs> so you didn't enjoy Waco more than you enjoyed, uh, uh, you know, a Thursday game against FAMU is what you're saying. Well, that's different. It's postseason <laughs> to not that. Let's get the uh, the cattleman to give his normal cattle call. What's up? Hey, guys, his phone friend's over. I got a little distracted there. Yep. Hey, Jeff, um, can't figure out whether to be happy or sad for you going up to Lexington this week. I'm sure Strickland's getting the bar tab, but uh, you're a week early before Keeneland. Yeah, I know. That would have been cool one, one week uh, later. I would have liked yeah, that. Yeah, it kind of sucks for you. You ever been there? Uh, yeah, they were actually running one time when we were there on a baseball trip, so I snuck over there and watched. It was it was really cool. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. I'm sure you've been there right also, Pat. Uh, I've been by it. I've never been in it. But yeah, I, uh, okay. yeah, I've, I've gone over there a few times yeah. over the years. Yeah, it's a, it's a curveball deal, but really nice. All right, guys, um, got a I've got to defend. It seems like it's open season on Kiffin all of a sudden, but I'll, I'm calling, of course, to discuss SEC East quarterbacks and the Florida Kentucky game. Okay. Hey, guys, um, uh, Blake Topmeyer. I'm sure you know him, right, Pat? He's the uh, John Adams wannabe that wants to make all the provocative comments now. I saw him a week and a half ago in the, in the press box. We had a great conversation. He's a good man. Yeah. Okay. 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 I think he's a John Adams wannabe personally, but but you gotta you gotta have that clickbait, right? Yeah. Like like. Well, yeah. anyway, anyway, here's where I'm going. Okay. He plays Kiffin for clicks. Yeah. Okay. Kiffin was a seven point dog at Bama, got yeah. whooped, and now the uh, the new line is Kiffin. Uh, where's the beef? And I'm all in there on all that. But, but but here's my question, Pat, another curveball. Yeah, I mean, you're at Ole Miss. I mean, I look at the Mississippi schools, Kentucky and Vanderbilt. Maybe I'm old-fashioned. But um, 
Pat, let me ask you this as a journalist, newspaper guy over the years. I know you guys want to, when these coaches come to the podium, you got to ask the uncomfortable questions. Everybody knows under the sun, Kiffin would probably have liked to have gone to Auburn. But, he, but you know, he got the, the, the tough questions, and I'm here, I mean, I'm all in. I think he's making $9 million a year off Ole Miss. And um, I've, I've been asking myself this question, scratching my head for 18 months. Why the hell would you hang out at Ole Miss if, you're, if Auburn wants to hire you? Maybe they wanted freeze. But now we, now it's open season on Kiffin, even though he was a seven-point dog at Bama. Where's the beef? And I'm, I'm afraid he might have wrecked his career hanging out at Ole Miss. All right, you asked about nine questions there. So let me let me get to the, the, the basis of it, which is that he is what he is. And um, you, you make a good point. He may – you know, nobody wants seems to want to hire him at the next level schools. Now, obviously, Ole Miss is a, a second-tier school, but it's not a low-tier second-tier school. It's not – it's not, you know, Georgia. It's not Alabama. It's not – um, Ohio State, it's not Michigan, but it, I mean it's it's doing pretty well. And but I don't know. I mean I, I don't know. I you say people are it's open season on Kiffin. I haven't heard one thing. But again, I'm not. Well, I'm I mean, not watching. I, we, we, yeah, but, yeah, but like, you're you're saying you're saying Auburn's better job than Ole Miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Auburn wants to hire you, I take a two million dollar pay cut to get from Ole Miss to Auburn. No. Why is it? Why is it? Why a, is that well, better? Bigger stadium. Yeah, but like. I don't know. It's well, no. I mean, I mean, because no, you're getting because you're because you're getting away from Vandy, Kentucky, and the Mississippi schools. The dude's been blackballed ever since he got fired at USC. I mean, I, I just, I've just never understood. I, I don't think you know how it is. I, well, I want to move on to SEC. East, I, I, I would much game. rather be at Ole Miss than I would Auburn. Absolutely. Okay, but some, somehow Kiffin got beat as a seven-point dog at Bama, and now he's got an ugly record in the SEC since he started flirting with Auburn. And I just don't understand why any coach doesn't leave Ole Miss for Auburn. Maybe I'm a 1985 football. I, I think I you are. Yeah. I don't I don't think I am. You're, and I don't think Pat you're in the Pat Dye era. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, Pat, why in the world – I want to get. To, I want to move along. Why in the world would if, if if Auburn wants to take you? Why in the world would you hang out at Ole Miss? You tell me why Auburn's a better job than Ole Miss. Uh, uh, do you need three hours or four? Uh, well, give me give me three answers. Uh, uh, can, we, can we do this tomorrow, guys? No, no. You called okay, and brought okay, it up, okay, so okay, you're okay, going to okay, talk okay, about okay. it. Okay, here it is, guys. All right. Um, if you go back to to Baby Bowden, if you go to Gus Malzahn, and if you go to uh, I guess Tuberville. They've won three national titles. Okay. How many? How many's Ole Miss won in the last hundred three hundred years since the I think they won one one time. One like I don't know though. Right, okay, 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 guys. I'd like to move along. I'd like to move along, please. Um, let's talk SEC's quarterbacks real quick, guys. Um, there's an article out. Don't know if you you, know, you might have probably seen this, Pat. Apparently, Kentucky media is chirping that they had a choice between Mertz and um, the dude they wound up Leary, with. Leary, yeah. Um, that's kind of an interesting deal. Have y'all explored that angle? We haven't, but I, I, I know that that was – Go go read uh, Scott Carter on FloridaGators.com yeah. today. Yeah, yeah well, I, I, I know your bro John Clay there, Pat. I guess you aren't coming up for the game. Maybe y'all could discuss that over three or four uh, Woodford Reserves. No, we're going to discuss got... it on the podcast tomorrow. He'll be on the podcast tomorrow. Yeah, but, but kind of interesting how the Kentucky media is chirping that they like the dude they wound up with over Mertz. 
But um, I don't, I don't think guys, I don't think there's any difference between them. To be honest with you, I think they're about the same quarterback, and I think both of them are happy with who they got. And last question for you guys: SEC's quarterbacks, not about other games. Rattler, is, is this guy going to be a first round draft pick? The guy's te- guy's got a no offensive line, um, balling out. Is, is Rattler going to go from a free agent to a first-round draft pick in one season? Well, he was maybe the best quarterback coming out of high school a few years ago, so he's legit. Yeah. Well, and, and he's got skills. And, look, we, we're talking about a six- and seven quarterback who was uh, the uh, fourth pick in the draft last year. So they're going ba- to do it not based on how he plays in college, but how, yeah. well, how, how they he think performs he can in the, the combine and now. what he does. Hey, Jeff, I'll leave you with this. i got a pro tip for you. Get over to the liquor barn in Lexington, get you a bottle of Prosecco, go out to the Keen barn and drink it in the uh, grass and wait for next week. Hang in there. Why would I go get I don't, Prosecco? Prosecco, I think is what he's trying to <laughs> I say. I know. Yeah, but I don't know why you would do that. Why would you go get a sweet champagne and go yeah, to – When I'm in a great place like Kentucky. And, you know, I don't know. I, but – I mean, who cares? I mean, look, Florida got Mertz. They got Leary. Both of them are pretty happy with the quarterbacks they got. That's fine. I mean, it, it, then we'll see who wins this game. And it's not going to be a. De- it's not going to define who each quarterback is. I don't even know why that's a. Well, well it's because it I'll, came out today, I'll so I'll made ask it a John story. Play about it tomorrow. Yes. All right, we'll get a break. We'll come back and continue things here on the tailgate. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Yes, it's hot out. An obvious observation that everybody knows about, and the last thing you need is your AC unit deciding to shut down on you. Well, if it unfortunately does, I've got an obvious choice to call. That is Crystal Air and Water, and they're going to be there to take care of you, 100% service satisfaction guaranteed. Whether you're in Alachua, Archer, Gainesville, Hawthorne, High Springs, Melrose, Micanopy, Newberry, Stark, Williston, or anywhere in between, Crystal Air is a phone call away. They service and install all the top national brands and their licensed technicians will help you feel comfortable from start to finish. So make the call, 333-0460, Crystal Air and Water. They aren't comfortable until you are. License number CMC, 1249384. Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out and enjoy all the great things here in North Central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into all full pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no-stress care. From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that will get you better. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you all diagnosed the right way. Gardner Chiropractic and Injury Center has been making the people of Gainesville feel better for a really long time. Located right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness on University Avenue, finding them is as easy as getting better. So give them a call today at 727-4438. 
As you look online at all the Facebook pages, the TikToks, and the tweets, there are resolutions everywhere. Heck, even Dooley is resolving to lift some weights and not to suck at golf so badly this year. So I told him the one-stop shop to fix up both is Play It Again Sports. If you have things you want to get better at for 2022, check out their bikes, their exercise equipment, their gloves and bats, and even their slew of Frisbees for a little Frisbee golf. They are the place for just about anything. And if you have anything just laying around don't use anymore, well, bring it in for some Hold hard cash or trade it up for something snazzy. Play It Again is the perfect place to find whatever you are looking for. And it's located right on University and 34th Street, so it's easy to find. And I'm there all the time, so I just might see you at Play It Again Sports. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. A flood watch remains in effect along the first coast through at least later tonight. Scattered thunderstorms continuing through the mid-evening. Locally heavy rainfall rates will be possible, and this could cause isolated flash flooding. Otherwise, cloudy skies, temperatures falling to about 70 degrees overnight. Tomorrow, the cloud cover will stick around. Scattered showers, highs and low 80s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. This is the Swan. No play action. Pocket closing. Ventures to the Bluegrass State to face Kentucky. 15-10 to the house. Touchdown, Gators! Kickoff is set for noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, with pregame coverage starting at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 Central, right here on your home for Florida Gators football. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. All right, back at it. Dules and Dozo here with you. Pete Alonzo up again, trying to go three for three. He's raised his batting average two points all the way to 219. But he does got 46 bombs, so that's good. All right, so I don't know if you know this, Mr. Dooley. I don't. You know Eric Castaldo, though. I know him Hit the well. uh, longest home run you've ever seen uh, in person. Hardest home run. Hardest. Yeah. He... Chimes in on uh, listening to the Cattleman. His son is a freshman at Ole Miss. Mm -hmm. So Eric actually a couple weeks ago went to Ole Miss and got to go to the Grove for the first time and be a part of the game and says, clearly that dude is an idiot. Never (laughs) been to Oxford. Kiffin is adored there, and it's an amazing place. They even let him bring his damn dog on the field. They do. Do whatever he wants. So, Yeah, how do you think that – I, Ole Miss is not as good a job as Auburn. That doesn't well, make any sense to me. Uh, here would be the uh, – let me just I'm, – I'm, and I'm doing just devil's advocate here. Okay. okay. The argument would be that bigger stadium, um, okay. bigger fan base. There's more Auburn fans than Ole Miss fans. You do have a little more tradition, a little more history. But does that really matter if you're the head coach? No. You're, all you're trying to do is build it. In fact, Kiffin's kind of taken the Spurrier approach, which is I'm going to go somewhere where they've never, they never win the SEC. Now I know they've won SECs back in the 20s or whatever it was. No, well, it didn't start till 33. So, 
They might have won the 34 SEC championship. I'll look that up during the break. But no, I think I think those jobs. I think Auburn is a little better job. The point I think that you're trying to make and that I agree with and that he doesn't get is that it's not clearly a better job. And the only no, reason he you, made it sound like if they yeah. call you, there's no way you're turning that down. The only re- reason, like for example, if you're Dion, would you take the Auburn job? Probably. Like if Auburn offered him a job in two years. Yes, that's different. But yeah, you're not going to go from Ole Miss to Auburn. But not Ole Miss to Auburn. Well, that's what Tuberville did. But well, yeah. But I mean, it again, was money back in the day. His part. Yeah, he just did it for the money and, and to annoy people. But no, I just don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't see. Like if I'm ranking the jobs in the SEC, I don't know. if I, I You can make an argument. Alabama won. Georgia won. And, and Florida would be right in there, three or four. Right, but Florida doesn't play either of those two in football a lot. So, of course, all that's about to change. Yes, then. it is. Yes, but I, but I, I, I just can't sit here and think like I've been through Auburn. There's nothing there. There's not much there. I no. Uh, have you ever been to the War Eagle Supper Club? No. Everybody told me, go to the War Eagle Supper Club when you're there. And it turns out it's just this dive crap bar and you, nobody would want to go to. I mean, the, the best the best thing that there is, uh, what's that pizza place that no. we don't have? Um, the best thing there is the golf courses that they have. Uh, around that it, yeah. Robert. Opelika. Yeah, Trent Jones thing. Yeah, yeah, that's the only reason I like going to Auburn. You stay on a golf course and you play golf. Yeah. So, very uh, weird. All right. Um, he also mentioned, so... On three did a ranking, uh, an article that I found of the best available quarterbacks in the transfer portal last year. And you know, again, if you go read Scott's article, it's it's in there and he he maps it out. But Mertz went to Kentucky in December, four days after Leary went to Kentucky. So Mertz went after him, and obviously the, the decision was made whether it was. Mertz like Florida better, and I don't know who signed first, who went where first. No, I, I don't, I don't know remember. That. But when they ranked the quarterbacks best available in the transfer portal, Sam Hartman was one, I Devin think. Leary was two, and Graham Mertz was 24. So they said Graham Mertz was the 24th best available quarterback in and the again, portal a, last year. A lot of it goes back to uh, Devin Leary was pretty good at NC State coming off an injury, and but he had done a pretty good job. And Mertz at Wisconsin wasn't great. He had had that great first year, and then it kind of fell off. And a lot of people said it was because of the play calling and everything. But it doesn't really matter who, where you rank, where, who you like, who was the best. Look, I wanted Sam Hartman. I said that, out, uh, you know, but I, Graham Mertz was not on my list. Now, in retrospect, now as I watch the first four games of the season, I think Florida's in pretty good shape with him. I don't know they'd be any better than with Devin Leary, who's thrown five picks. Well, and third on that list was the guy that was at Virginia that went to NC State. Who's terrible. Brennan Armstrong. Terrible. Yeah. He's got five touchdowns and four picks. I, 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 I didn't like him at Virginia, and I don't like him at NC State. So that's a combina- bad combination for him. Emory Jones was on that list, five spots ahead of Graham Mertz. Well, Emory Jones, uh, they're not off to a good start. 
No, I think two and he, two. I think he lost his job too. I know Rashada lost his job. I think Emery might have lost his job too. At Sensing? No, he played last week. Uh, okay, may, I may be wrong about that, but I'll yeah, look. Yeah, no, he played. By the way, um, Ole Miss has won three national titles. So, so there you go. Now only one's recognized by the NCAA. Uh, they have not won an SEC since '63. I was, I was wrong. It wasn't in the '30s, but they did win their first one in '47. I don't know. Were you covering those games? No. <laughs> but that that tradition, and and maybe I'm oh, jaded oh. because that is the best baseball atmosphere in the league. Yeah. So you go there. I don't understand how you don't say that they don't support it or Auburn's better. To me, there's it's night and day difference from Auburn to Ole Miss in baseball. So, and I know it's different than football, but I don't see why it would be well, that much different. It's like I said. Jeff, I think Ole Miss is slightly better. It's not clearly better. It's it's a slightly better job in that they have a, it's a bigger stadium, more recent tradition. Um, but again, that that's what you want to do as a coach. You want to go in there and do something that nobody's done, that people haven't done in years and years and years. In this case, since 1963, they haven't won an SEC championship. That's the kind of job that um, you want to have. You don't want a job where they'll fire you after one year if you don't win enough games. Yeah, make something up to get you in trouble. But I do get – the one thing is I do get his point about is Lane Kiffin stays there too long or or is is anybody going to think of him as one of the great coaches? Because if he stays there so, you know, for 15 years – and never wins an SEC, never wins a – well, there won't be a West after after this year. But never is it even – I mean, good coach, never a great coach. And I'm not sure he gets that at all. Right, right. is going, yeah. going to another school going to give him that? You're still playing the so. same people. Yeah, I, I don't think so at all. But anyway, I'm not worried. Un, unlike some people, I'm not worried about Lane Kiffin. Uh, <laughs> Lane Kiffin should be worried about Lane Kiffin. They got have an important game this week, I think. Who did they play this week? I have to look it up. It's the three thirty game or the LSU. Remember, it should have been oh, the LSU. CBS game. Yeah. LSU at what is it's the early game, right? No, it's a six. Oh, six, yeah. Weird. That it is. Let me tell you what. <laughs> Please do not, not anybody ever tell me why is a game being played at a certain time. You know why games are being played at certain times. Tell T me. and a V. Who, what time do you think – you know the answer to this, I think. Colorado and USC are playing. 12 o'clock. Yeah. Not not in, in, in the real world in right. America, but in out there. I, I guess it's 10, but it may be 9. I don't know. Is that – It's mountain time. Mountain time? Colorado. Yeah. Okay. Because you never know. Yes, it is. I always get confused because of Phoenix, but – All right. One final break. I am going to uh, bail, get over, and uh, get ready to – Football, A&M, Aggies. Volleyball. Volleyball, I mean, just don't do any gigums. Don't while hit, you're on hook them. Hook them horns. You can do the downward hook. They'll yeah, love you there. they love it. <laughs> All right, be right back to uh, wrap things up here on the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Alexis DeVarco. Gators Volleyball will look to continue their hot streak as they take on Texas A&M in the Odo. 
UF is coming off back-to-back wins against Auburn and Georgia and will look to bring the heat against the Aggies. The action starts right here at 6.45. In some NBA news, the Portland Trail Blazers are sending Damian Lillard to the Milwaukee Bucks. Lillard goes as part of a three-team trade with Drew Holiday, DeAndre Aiden, and Tamani Kamara. In return, Phoenix lands Yosef Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson. The Tampa Bay Rays will travel over to Fenway Park to take on the Boston Red Sox and round out their two-game series. Last night's matchup saw the Rays take the win 9-7 and will look to carry that momentum when they take the field tonight at 6-10 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Alexis Fibon. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. At Gatorland Toyota, we give you the easiest car buying experience ever. With express shopping, you can shop and buy your vehicle entirely from home. We'll even deliver your car to you. Want a customized Toyota? With our pre-order program, you can get the exact Toyota you want. And if you have a vehicle you'd like to trade or sell, we'll buy it whether you buy from us or not. Come experience how Gettle's got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Then I was going in to have chemo, and before we put in my port, I called and said, I need to come in because that's one of the things about being healthy, is to have healthy teeth and mouth and wanted to get uh, looked at before I went in. They worked me in right away, and I felt so much more confident about going into chemo and also having them back me up as my healthcare team and the family that's behind me and that. Dr. Art called us and said, is there anything you need? And you just don't understand what that means until you go through it, that you've got people behind you, plus such a caring group of people that you can call at any time and say, I have a problem. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. International Diamond Center's values are so compelling, it's not unusual to see people here that are not local. Every day, we have people that drive an hour, an hour and a half, even two hours. IDC owner Keith LeClaire. People are willing to drive because they've heard it's not a typical jewelry store. For example, did you know IDC has one of the largest selections of luxury pre-owned Rolexes in America? Thousands of hard-to-find Rolex watches, Submariners, Daytonas, Pepsis, Batmans, all in perfect condition. We scour the world to find only the most pristine, super clean watches. We only carry the creme de la creme. And like everything else at IDC, these watches are at a price that's guaranteed to give you maximum value. We price them to win the customer, not lose a customer. International Diamond Center. For pre-owned Rolexes, exquisite rare diamonds, premium designer jewelry, and exceptional white glove service. You're going to want to come to IDC. It's worth the drive. International Diamond Center in Celebration Point and online at shopidc.com. After a storm, unlicensed contractors prey on homeowners. Always hire a contractor with a state-issued license. Verify if your contractor is state-licensed at MyFloridaLicense.com. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Mary Wise, and you are listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardoza and Pat Dooley, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. 
All right, perfect timing because that's where Jeff just headed to do be, do the PA for volleyball. They take on Texas A and M, the Aggies. Let's get the Aquarius in. We only have about a minute and a half for you, DQ. So, uh, what do you got? Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Um, I was just calling. I don't usually. Um, I, I hope he wasn't trying to come at Florida about it, but uh, about what um, Counterman said. It is true. Um, Kentucky media is putting it out there that they they not putting it like Devin Leary came first and then Graham Mertz came. They putting it that Graham Mertz came and they did the paperwork and had him sign. But when um, Mark Stoops talked to the coordinator that he brought back, he said, I don't want him. I got a guy that's better. And he wanted Devin Leary. That, that, that's how Kentucky's trying to spin it. That's how they meet you trying and, to And that could like, be true. Oh. That could be true. I mean, uh, the bottom line is the Graham Mertz was not a guy that a lot of people wanted. And um, luckily he ended up here and he's doing a good job so far. But, I mean, there was a lot of people that were down on Graham Mertz because of his career at Wisconsin. So uh, I'll talk to John Clay on the podcast tomorrow about that. I'll let you guys know what he had to say as well. All right. All right. Thanks, Aquarius. Appreciate the call. Uh, yeah, I was just looking at the um, SEC schedule, just trying to get everything straight here. But, man, I tell you what's a great game. Well, we're going to talk a lot about this tomorrow, probably, and Friday. South Carolina, Tennessee, I'm fascinated by who wins that game. So, anyway, we'll be back tomorrow with another show. Jeff Cardozo is gone. I am getting out of here. Until then, I am Pat Dooley for Jeff. We are deep way back, and we are out of here.